This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey folks, Bayou Benders here to talk to you guys about DraftKings. Two of the sport's most respected fighters step back into the octagon this weekend to compete for the welterweight title. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering new players a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Folks, if you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There is no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for shots at millions of dollars in total cash prizes. Plus, don't forget about basketball and hockey, where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs this weekend. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout this week. That's promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of fucking dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Bayou Benders, alongside Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. folks to another episode of the halves nightly uh i don't know this is this is a weird one we just finished watching basically the fucking super bowl i don't give a fuck about it but uh let's just mason how are you i have nothing else to say i am exhausted how are you buddy i kind of feel the same way after watching after after just dealing with that it's, it's such a fucking boring game um mainly because i just don't give a fuck who was in it but there's nothing else on because hockey can't exist on a big night like this. So, um, I'm just I'm uh, I'm kind of bored. Nights where there's no hockey, it's it's super fucking boring, and um, I genuinely don't give a fuck about them. Yeah, no. Um, I was interested in this game because as we were talking, we actually had a nice catch up prior to this while Corey was watching the game. I stopped watching because I can't stomach watching Tom Brady win. Um, I'm a Dolphins fan. I think that's enough said. He's punished my team for the last 20 years. But I I love watching greatness in sports, so I had to tune in. And it looks like Tom Brady's gonna like. If, Tom Brady fucking won. Then, then, if then, he's if he's not the goat, who is? Oh right? oh oh yeah, that conversation. I love it. Uh, I I. I live in the Saints community, but there's no oh, so way in Drew hell. Brees. There's no way in hell you send Drew Brees somewhere and he does that. So Drew Brees is a fucking fart in the wind at this point. He's old. He should retire. Willie, don't know. Don't give he a fuck. He is retiring. You think so? I don't. I don't. Just like it's just no, like, like he uh, announced it. Okay. I'm just saying it's like there's uh there's no longer illegal checks to the head in hockey. Um. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he, if he comes in with the fucking 
whatever they do in the WWE where they bring in a, a fucking briefcase full of money and they're back in it, you know? So <laughs> I mean, means fuck all to me, <laughs> but Tom Brady is now the fucking goat. He, I, I don't think you can debate it anymore, but if you want to debate just pure talent, I would still give Drew Brees some edge in that competition. Like I'd give him, I think his accuracy would win for, for Drew Brees. It's just that Tom Brady has had every piece imaginable given to him. Tom Brady is not the most talented quarterback to play football. I think there are quite a few Biggest guys. sleeper pick ever. Like, who do I – like, I'm a Dolphins fan. I can then safely say Dan Marino was a more talented quarterback than Tom Brady. Like, I just think if you look at pure talent, Patrick Mahomes is already, I think – more talented than Tom Brady ever was, but that's not that's not what the goat conversation is all about. You know what I mean? The goat conversation is the greatest of all time, not just in terms of skill, but in terms of leadership, clutch factor, stuff you can't measure with stats. Yeah. And as much as I think Tom Brady is a proven cheater, by the way. Um, but also a benefactor of Belichick. <laughs> He's going to win one without it, without him. And you can't debate seven fucking Super Bowls and one of them at age 43. You just you can't. can't I, think, do I think the easiest way to put it is just like you could put Tom Brady in a circumstance and there's a high percentage he's going to succeed in it. And it's about what you do with that situation, which makes Tom Brady – the goat because he could it seems like he could be put with any team that has a decent opportunity well let's and can mold a team let's not, not pretend that tom brady joined some sort of on the cusp like of the playoffs team a french no, he playoff he team joined he joined D- division a five team. like he joined a team with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Antonio Brown, who are all arguably in the top 10, if not top 15, in terms of receivers. In just terms of talent, Chris Evans and or Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are both top five fantasy players. They have Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones running, and he brought back the greatest tight end of all time. They also have a good defense. He didn't join a scrub team by any means. But my point to talking about Tom Brady, not only because it's the Super Bowl, is because even in this COVID bullshit, the Super Bowl, like you said, hockey's not on because the Super Bowl kill it. And I, I, I'm really interested. They probably have millions upon millions of people tuning in. Did you see they had um, cardboard cutouts that people could buy of themselves in the stands for a hundred bucks and they that's were fucking sold dope yeah but what you who would pay a hundred bucks because they're hoping that you can see them at the game that is and they you, they probably made bank off that <laughs> like, guaranteed guaranteed and then to top my point being and not only is all of this true and it's just a in terms of sports events, it's fantastic. But we get to watch a player fully cement himself as the greatest of all time. And the reason I bring it up is because 
football kills hockey in ratings, especially in the U.S. I think big part of that is something I want to talk about with you and maybe debate is because there is the GOAT playing. We get to have this debate. Is Mahomes going to be the GOAT? Could Mahomes solidify that? That was the talk coming into this. With hockey, there's no fucking debate. Who's the greatest player? Oh, it's Gretzky. They, they, we don't have that conversation. Yeah. So I think this whole GOAT debate is what helps these fucking – like the NFL kills us, but now the NBA is just skyrocketing in ratings lately. And you're telling me LeBron James isn't a big help, you know, being beneficial to that? Michael Jordan's probably the greatest of all time. But LeBron has come so close that you can make the argument – you know what I mean? People can legitimately argue LeBron James is the GOAT. I think they're wrong. And I think most people would agree. But there is that debate. He is still playing. He's pushing. In hockey, we have not seen another player come close to Gretzky's greatness since he I mean, died. yeah, it's like you get you get the greatest of all time, and then you start getting the like almost like the demigod versions of him. So it's like we got Gretzky. Well, now – this current NHL is, is Sidney Crosby and Ovi, you know, and if they can't. But would you ever, ever entertain the conversation that Crosby is even close to Gretzky? No. Like, just no. And Crosby's the greatest talent of a generation. Like, that's spanning, that's spanning two decades. He's I think if you mix player. them both together, like, it's, it's literally like he cut Gretzky in half and his Actually, I'm gonna assistability is in Crosby's hands, and his goal scoring is in fucking Ovi's hands. Like you, you, I'm, you actually, were... I'm gonna rephrase that. I'm gonna say three decades. Crosby's the greatest player, but sorry. Okay. I don't know. They, other, <laughs> I I just feel all the sports just have a little bit. It's a, it's a, it's it's easier for them to market. They they were marketed correctly. They're still on ESPN, regardless of how shitty that network is. They're just – you're being pumped. That's being pumped into everybody. If you watch ESPN, you're going to have to watch. You're going to have to sit through basketball or a football highlight. Like, And then their ability to market outside of our country or, or the North America it has done amazing for them. And we, you know, granted, we don't the, – the thing with the Olympics, you know, really dampened us uh, – I mean, it's terrific that we're starting to – that we have these, you know, very very beginning of the season we, we play like a game or two in, in a different country. That's awesome. But we're just super behind on shit like that, and that's – our fucking ratings suffer because of it. And the NFL doesn't even have the Olympics. Yeah. And they are as huge as they are. And for hockey, like, I guess the debate is that I want to entertain to you is having an unattainable greatest of all time player detrimental to the sport? I guess because if you look at the other sports right now, like I think the NFL is too big to have that problem. But if they weren't as big, when Tom Brady goes, there's going to be everything after that, the next Tom Brady. The next year, Breeze. Yeah. You know, that, I mean, he that's Drew. that's the era we're living in for hockey. Oh, Connor McDavid. Who was he? The next Gretzky. 
You know, like like everyone who comes in is the next somebody. There's no person that's like bona fide. This is him, and he's going to be great. I guess what I would say to that is, if Gretz, Gretzky replaced Gordy Howe, Hondo, and we don't remember that because we weren't alive when Gordy Howe was playing, <laughs> and there was never a time in my life or yours, or I would say a generation before yours. Where Gretzky wasn't the greatest player of all time. Gordie Howe was just so long ago. But when Gretzky was coming up, Gordy was unquestionably the greatest player ever. Yep. Gretzky caught him. Brady came up. I think football had a little bit more of a debate, but the general consensus, even till a few years ago, was Joe Montana was the guy, right? There were a bunch of great quarterbacks. <laughs> Joe Montana was him. Brady's caught him. I think. Losing to Brady himself hurts Mahomes, but Mahomes has a chance. He's dude. an impact player. All it all it did was solidify Brady's goat goatness, like being just the best overall. But I don't think it really damages the demeanor of Patrick Mahomes. I, I don't. I think he's like, too good of a player for that to. I'm not going to say like he's too he's too full of himself to have that fall down on him. But like, dude, you played. You played the GOAT again. You know? Well, I think my point being in people were saying Mahomes might challenge for the GOAT status. Losing to the GOAT when the GOAT's 43 and you're 25 is going to hurt you when you're talking about the best, 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 yeah. best. Everybody. I don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to be the best. He could be the best in a certain category, but overall the best player, no. Yeah, and that's – I think that's why I wanted him to win this game so badly because I hate Tom Brady. Understandable. Um, I think it, if he had won this game, there would have been that conversation would have been much easier to have because he would have been on his second Super Bowl win at age 25. That's insane. But Tom Brady, I genuinely think, is catchable. He's not out of reach because, yes, he has all those Super Bowls, but he also did play on dynasty teams, dynasty yep. coaches. So he's catchable. He was put in the perfect market and the perfect setting to do what he did. You just needed a competent player that was good in very, you know, do or die situations. He had the poise to do it. And that's why his greatness is what it is. Yeah. Michael Jordan, as phenomenal as he was, is catchable. Someone could win six NBA championships and go undefeated. <clears throat> it's totally fucking possible right now. I know it's a little bit out of your bounds here. In soccer, we're watching the two greatest players to have ever lived touch the football and score these incredible amounts of goals. Cristiano Ronaldo is now the all-time goal scorer. He's still playing. He's still putting them back. The in um in soccer every year there's a um an award every year called the Ballon d'Or for the best player in the world. Mm -hmm. Up until last year, in which I think there was a snub involved, I don't think the streak should have been broken, the last 10 Ballon d'Ors were either Ronaldo or Messi. And I think that is so good for the sport. It was just utter domination. The only of sport that I think you would categorize as a major sport that is just completely unattainable is hockey. Because we talk about it. And we talk about McDavid could be the best of his generation. We never entertain, even for a minute, even for a slight second of his career, that he would surpass Gretzky. 
because Gretzky's numbers are just you, you can't, you can't, touch you can't them. do that in, in, in this in this game anymore. The fact that Ovi is even sniffing at his goal record, especially with the time he's missed, he has missed due to unavoidable circumstances two and a half seasons of his career due to lockouts and pandemic. The fact that he is even sniffing at this is incredible. If he catches it, it will be, I don't know, it's going to be tough for him to do now. And I think, like I said, that's unavoidable for him. Um, If he can catch it, that, like I said, just wow. I want him to because this is something that's not going to happen. Like No one else will do it. That's my point. Because now now you got to, yeah, like you're saying, like now the next situation is who's the next – Alex Ovechkin, that's going to get as close as that. No, so, like I can't see any of these young guys coming up doing it. Pasternak, for as great as he is, he's not catching them. Pasternak will not catch Kretzky. Maybe I get fucking quoted like 20 years from now saying that, but fuck, like that's a chance I'm going to take. The, I hope Ovi catches this. Purely because it's going to be the this only Gretzky the record. What? Yeah, it's going to be the only Gretzky record that is caught. Not a single person, unless we see major changes to the sport, will sniff Gretzky's point record. I don't even think 2,000 is attainable. And if you get 2,000, Gretzky still has 800-something-odd points on you. If Gretzky never scored a goal... He is the NHL's all-time leading point scorer. Like, when we talk about these greats, you know, MJ 6-0 in the finals, damn, that's impressive. But, you know, you think, you know, kids can dream of doing that. (laughs) That's a feat that is incredibly hard, but it's possible. When you think 2,800 and something points, and the next guy up's got what, a seventeen, eighteen hundred? What's Yager at? Like, oh my god, it's just mind-boggling how much better than everyone else Wayne Gretzky was. Like a hundred percent. So like, I, and and that goes towards like your initial topic about it about this quote-unquote debate is that like because we've already seen it, like the the best has already happened. Ovi is the closest that's ever going to get to changing the the atmosphere of hockey, you know, based off of Wayne Gretzky's records and like you, you, like Yager, like all that, like like you can't obtain this anymore. There's no way in hell in this style of hockey that you could ever come close to him, and that's the problem now is that with the greatest already doing it, and it it's crazy because like if Gordy Howe was the greatest of his time, so like at that point. It can't be stopped. It can't, it can't be touched. It gets touched, and now it, it's so astronomically past it. There's no way in hell anyone is ever going to get to that, and it almost feels like it's like it's a dampening over over our league. But I think like you you can't you can't top that. You no one will ever get that. Like, I like the way you put it. And to use a kind of strange analogy, you want to say, like, these goats, these 
all-time phenomenal players are like gods, right? <laughs> Among their sports, they're the gods. Well, Wayne Gretzky is the, like, say Michael Jordan's Zeus. Yeah, Wayne Gretzky's his fucking papa. He's a titan. You know, the, the, the parents of the yeah, fucking gods like, of Greece. He is 100%. casting. His, not only is he so much bigger, and he doesn't get talked about because the NHL is not mainstream. It's not. But he is <clears throat> so many heads above all the other all-time greats. Wayne Gretzky was the greatest he, athlete, period. He is casting a shadow on the league. The league is still in the post Gretzky shadow that I don't know if it can ever escape from because like you said, you just can't like you can have demigods, right? You can have your Mahomeses who they might not ever reach Brady, but you know what? Hercules scared the gods, right? Yeah. Titan Gretzky's not scared of Hercules. Hercules can never become a Titan. That's that's Gretzky. He's just everyone's fighting for second place and it's not even close. So I don't know if we can like, if there's much more to say, but I, how do we, I guess keeping on the same subject, but moving on a little bit, how does the league manage that? How do we move on? Get like, how does the league get out of Gretzky's shadow? So you can't only time can do that. Like, and how much time is that going to be though? Because we're always going to be looking at those records. It'll take forever. It's just not saying that Gretzky's still alive. Like, it's going to have to take, like, shut the fuck up, Turkey. How did you get back in there? Um, It's going to have to take, like, if you're not a fan of old hockey, you only know the name Gordie Howe, right? It's going to have to come to that. Because there's no way that you can take the game right now and do anything without changing the game drastically to move out of the Gretzky era. We are in the, the shadow problem, and there's there, you can't get out of it. But I think the problem with that is <clears throat> new kids grow up, watch LeBron James, like myself, and think, how could anyone be better than this? So the LeBron James debate <laughs> happens and it happens frequently. Bless you. You're fine. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's very courteous <laughs> of this young Canadian man. <clears throat> But that debate happens all the time because kids grow up, they watch Gretzky play, or not Gretzky, sorry, LeBron James play, and they say, holy fuck, could anyone be better? Same with Tom Brady when he was starting his career. There was someone better than him early on, but people couldn't fucking believe it, right? 100%. I've grown up knowing every second of my life. No one was going to be better than fucking Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. I don't think Crosby's better than Wayne Gretzky. Now I've grown up. I've barely, I have genuinely barely watched Gretzky play hockey. I have seen very few Gretzky highlights for as much as we talk about him. And she's not even talked about that much because just he gets dismissed because no one can touch him. I've like, when you think about it, I've seen more Lemieux highlights than I've seen Gretzky highlights. I've barely seen the guy play. I've watched Crosby play since I was like four years old, but I know damn well he is nowhere near <laughs> the level of Wayne Gretzky. So I don't know if the time factor will even help. You're just going to look at those stats and go, okay, yeah, he wins. 
<laughs> and I think I think what what goes to your point before we wrap it up is like you're saying like there's there's talk of people like in other sports, right? All the other major sports have never had a Wayne Gretzky. They have people holding titles. You know, they have their greatest, but they've never ever have had a player as dynamic and game-changing as Wayne Gretzky for their for their games. Otherwise, you you would be stuck in the shadow of that, which we are. Like Michael Jordan's awesome, right? But he was never the caliber for his sport of of Wayne Gretzky. The he crazy didn't thing fundamentally is- changed the game like Wayne Gretzky has and still is for hockey. Because like we're in a standstill because of how how dominant he was. Like <clears throat> as great as Michael Jordan was, and I think it's funny watching American television. They talk about pure dominance. And oh my God, he went six and zero. NBA basketball is more affected by one player, so that's possible. Gretzky didn't win six straight finals. I don't. How many did he win? Four, four cups. I think he yes. won four. Still in hockey, that's insane. Hockey's a team sport. Even someone as phenomenal as Gretzky isn't gonna just drive single-handedly drive a team to a championship. It doesn't happen. But I laugh to myself when they talk about they debate the greatest athletes of all time. They're like Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady. In terms of just how much further ahead of everyone else they all are, it's not close. Gretzky was unequivocally the greatest player of his time and of his predecessors and of his ancestors, I mean, sorry, of uh, fuck, what's the word? Every what you get what I'm saying of anyone. Wayne Gretzky is hockey. Yes. So Michael Jordan is holding, and LeBron, Michael Jordan slash LeBron is holding the place for is basketball. You but want, they're not. They're not basketball. Wayne Gretzky is hockey. Like you watch basketball, and you're like. LeBron James is on the Mount Rushmore of greatest players. He's with, you know, he stands, he could be put beside Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's a little elevated, but he's beside him. I'm not putting anyone beside Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> Just not. Um, no, all you can hope to do is that a one in a million player comes like Ovi that can reach one of his goals, you know, one of his, his records, but they'll never be a fully rounded player that can reach all of them. Yeah. It's like, we, we get worked. Every up. other sport can. We get uh, worked up one. when a player scores a hundred points. Gretzky had like four, 200 point seasons. Yeah. Gretzky played like we play NHL. Like, <laughs> if there was another Gretzky, should have played in the league higher than the NHL. <laughs> the Gretzky Super League. Like, <laughs> think about like Gretzky's numbers, and this is just the Gretzky episode, I guess. Okay, what they're so good that you say video game. I have played Be a Pro Seasons. I don't think I could. Like touching Gretzky's records and for just season point totals is so fucking hard. And for listeners who don't play 
NHL video games, just any video games. I'm going to understand my analogy, but it's a video game. Like when they say, oh, he, this guy's playing it, you get the point, right? Like he makes it look like a video game. He makes it look easy. Gretzky's records are hard to touch when you are playing a video game. It's fake. It is much easier than being, you cannot, like I have never got 200 points in a be a pro season. And I get, my guy scores, you know, just walks around everybody. So to imagine anyone touching it in real life is just beyond me to say the least. But I think we should, we've stroked off Gretzky enough. And we should probably move on to some uh, Habs news. I like so, uh, I like Mario as well, <laughs> and we had we had that argument one day, but uh, it was like I don't even know if it was a debate because like we didn't we didn't bat heads. Like the only thing you could bat heads with is like someone from another league being like, "Well, we have our version of Gretzky," and it's like, "Nah!" Like you have a placeholder in your sport, like when Gretzky like destroyed. Hockey. Well, I know it's funny. Lacrosse actually has a Gretzky. <clears throat> it's um John Tavares's uncle, John Tavares. <laughs> this I'm not kidding. Yeah, I've, like, I've heard about him through uh, spit chocolates. Oh, <laughs> he is like, he is genuinely the Gretzky weaving. Yeah, the, <laughs> he's like he played till he was like 48. That's awesome. And he's like. Like Gretzky, he's like thousands of points ahead of everybody and just like it's just fucking insane, I guess. Yeah, and like I don't, I don't watch I don't watch lacrosse, but he, man got thirty five goals in eight games one year. <laughs> just, like... <laughs> That's like beginning, like the early, early NHL, you know, like. Yeah. And then in the playoffs, he got 12 and three. Dude, that's, that's my, my player, like, like to a T like that is fucking rookie mode, learning to play a game. Uh, oh, it's level it's fucking eliteness, you know, just ridiculous. When he was playing, like this guy was coming up, he played junior a. Uh, lacrosse in Canada mm-hmm. in Mississauga I'm trying to think of how old he was he would have been like I don't know a teenager right <clears throat> in 23 games he got 828 goals 56 assists 184 points I'm not a math guy, but that is a like it's a fucking freak, and that's that that's a, pre that's pre testing for steroids. Like that, just like you show up and like I feel like every person has had this sports experience where you show up to like a game, and the other team just has this kid that just you're like why why is he here it's not fair <laughs> is he just fucking walking you imagine playing against this guy like you're some fucking i don't know because he was probably playing up to up in age too right? like you're just this dude playing junior b hoping like maybe you'll just fucking get to go to university or something or college for and just the fucking wayne gretzky of lacrosse puts 10 back behind you in a game like 
just ridiculous. Some people are just freaks. Well, <laughs> that's true. But but while while we're still kind of on like the stat, the stat subject, uh, this is the only opportunity we're gonna get to get away from Wayne Gretzky, or this will be legitimately the Wayne Gretzky episode. But um, it's just just you know. We're about 20%, as they're saying, 20% of the season's over with in the NHL. A uh, little quick leaderboard stat for the Canadians amongst the entire league. Um, for goals, you know, it was – we were sitting top two uh, just one night ago until Austin Matthew and Connor McDavid played. But uh, it's still not bad. We're literally sitting uh, fourth – was it fourth and fifth as uh, Tyler, Tyler Toffoli and Josh Anderson for goals – and um, I think we're just going to keep moving up. Like those guys have been pivotal for us. And it's a little scary to think what happens if they start to slow down. Uh, but I think we have enough depth scoring that'll, that'll, that'll hold for that. Uh, everyone knows what's going on with Jeff Petrie. He's second overall in points, first overall in goals. And I, I want to say seventh overall in assists. Uh, Jeff Petrie's having the, the year of his life. Jeff Petrie's going to win the fucking Norris this year. I don't want to hear anything different. Uh, but one that I really did like to see was all this shit about Jake Allen. And Jake Allen is fifth overall with goals uh, goals allowed average. And he's, if I'm not mistaken, he's fourth overall with saves versus. So, I mean, that's a really good stat for someone we just got on this team and that's really making a difference for us. But um, that was the only way I could think to get us off of the Gretzky because I'll talk all fucking night with you with them. I, <laughs> I got I to gotta give these people – you know, we got to give them some type of habs every fucking episode. We're no longer in the lock, lockout uh, COVID bullshit, so we can't just we can't just talk about music <laughs> and anything else. But um, but now that we're, we're on the right track for habs, for habs folks, thank you all for, for tuning in and sticking around with us. I hope – I hope everyone still enjoys talking about Wayne Gretzky to the point to where they could listen to it and be like, I can, this is fine. You know, this is fine. But, uh, but since our last episode, we did have two games uh, against the senators, which is a team that we're going to play 10 times instead of nine. This is a big series for us and game one, everyone thought we were going to run the tracks and it wasn't, it wasn't the case. Uh, Mason sadly had to fucking work. And if you could, which I will say, we maybe should put a disclaimer to start. Part of why we talked about, like, we did plan to talk about more half stuff, but I think part of why we got so off track because I have no fucking clue what happened in those games <laughs> other than highlights. <laughs> so, and you know what? If you were to miss a game, it's truthfully, this was, I wouldn't say some of the most boring hockey I've seen this season, especially from the Canadians, but this was just more of a physical game. Uh, both of them actually uh, just the way that senators play. And I was just on uh, when this drops, you can also check out uh, the devil's associates on THPN um, devil state of mind with Neil motherfucking Villa Piana. I was on there talking about uh, New Jersey since I did them previously. And then Canadians because they're the fucking greatest in the league. Um, but just the senators play such a uh, in your face. Like we're just going to try to beat, the fuck out of you the entire match um and then i made a point and it, it might be smart it might just be like a fucking idiot's idea but like you're two right now just sitting two eight and one you're not looking good 
You're not looking like you're going to fucking turn it around. So if you look at game one with Carey Price, two goals are just like unfortunate as fuck. And they're like goals that like 100% stoppable, but like 100% of the time wouldn't happen in this, in this level of hockey. Like, you know, some of these bounces just, they're just like lucky. And, it, and I think it's just based off of the Senators. They don't really have a fucking, they don't, I'm not saying they don't know how to play. I just think that like, they're not, they're not sticking to the script anymore. Anything, just, just get it on fucking net. Just, just, just try anything, you know? And these wonky ass things are getting passed because they're not sticking to a plan. It's, it's all try to get it on net, try to get the rebound knock the fuck out the dude, you know, like they're just playing such a heavy style because they're no longer looking at a playoff spot. They're just looking to have to just show that we're still a, a national hockey league level team and we can still play against it. Uh, their ability to stop anyone at the blue line is awesome. And then it forces you to dump it in. It's like old hockey. And as soon as you go to fucking get it, you get beat up by Kachuk and another one of his fucking goons. And you, you literally have to, dump the puck, hope to retrieve it, and then sit back and almost play like it's a power play to get anything on, on the Senators. Um, it was just a tough game, two two games in a row, and it's going to be like this this entire series. I don't really see us getting any, any big numbers like we do against Vancouver. Um, and don't let the Vancouver numbers against Ottawa get the best of you and thinking the Canadians aren't shit. It's the, the Canadians – play a little different than Vancouver, but senators are going to play a rough style of hockey and the Canadians are still, this is a new season where we're developing and we've promised heavy, you know, like we could play against anybody, uh, whatever, whatever way they want to play. And this was a great chance to prove that we got to do that in game one alone. We had to hit, we had 42 hits to the senators 33 and it still felt like the senators were overpowering us. I was just constantly saying, you know, we need more physicality and we outshine them tenfold, you know, by like 10 fucking points. It's just, um, it's just the senators. I kind of have our ticket. They've always kind of had it for a while. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if every game against the senators is going to be a fucking nail biter. Yeah, I am. Um, like I said, I didn't watch much of the games just because, you know, I've been on the grind at work. Got to get that bread, right? But, um, yes. <laughs> what I did see was, um, from my humble and pretty unwatched opinion of these games, Matt Murray seemed to kind of steal the show for both of them. Hundred percent. Dude had a shot back in his glove. Like if yeah. he could put his glove down, the play was going to stop. Like there was there was no moving out of it. Yeah, so I think he played phenomenally. Uh, just from what I saw, I'm just looking at stats, right? When there's – what, Montreal, how many shots they had in the first game? Like fucking 38, 40. We had 38. 38 to their 22. A, and, he, and he got a shutout. Yeah. So, yeah, the guy probably played pretty fucking good. I'm not in panic mode. Well, he didn't uh, – he didn't get a shutout either game, but – I thought you got a shutout. The uh, no, Brendan Gallagher, game. Brendan Gallagher was the first one to open it up, and that's why we were all like, "Yeah, we're gonna fucking, we're gonna steam through these fucking guys." Oh, and Thomas Shabbat, yeah. beautiful fucking goal. Then we immediately go on the fucking penalty kill, and Tim Stute 
Stutzla just Fucking like seconds, seconds playing, into it, seconds into playing, it, and it's done. Playing Serie A soccer, eh? Dude. Holy fuck. Like, Tim Stitzel. I'm going to say if, if it, Stitzel, Stitzel, Stitzler, the one guy who got his ass beat by our, by, by the Canadians was Tim Stutzler in game two. Some people can say there was a dive involved, but this dude took the fucking beating. Jimmy got his ass beat and it should have been Brady fucking Kachuk. Like it was just, uh, it, <laughs> there was a moment where, where, uh, Sherratt. Sherratt just spent most of the game in the fucking penalty box. I heard he was mocking Stutzel. <laughs> All I know is that he went in for like a cross check and Stutzel like kind of bent down further and he just rode his back straight to his neck. Like <laughs> it was bad. I saw like a uh, gif of him kind of like, I wish I could visualize it kind of like throwing his head back, mock towards the ref, like Ben Sherratt was. Right. Um, Dude, he got hit in the face with the puck. He got he got hit in the chin with the stick twice. Like Jake Evans, fucking Jake Evans was also in the box, but Jake Evans played his fucking heart out, so I can't be upset with him. It is tough seeing Alex Galchenyuk play for them. Like, I want him to be no. successful, but like, fuck, not not against us, you know. Like, <clears throat> and there was there was two moments where, if only someone like if someone was like blocking, uh, uh, Jake Allen. 100% one time, one timer snipe would have went in, but he was able to read it the entire time. Like they set Alex Yelchenyuk up to fucking demolish us multiple times. And we just kind of, you know, caught, caught the, caught the break on that, you know, because if, if there's one person that should be upset with us, it's probably Alex Galchenyuk. And uh, I guess so much for a 30 minute episode, eh, bud? If we're being honest, if I'm being honest right now, before editing, we're at 42 minutes. It's not that bad. Um, but as we're wrapping it up, let's let's talk about our final thing. Uh, granted, you know, we got to play the Senators ten fucking times. We're right now even, and I hope we can at least keep it 50 percent, if not better, because the way we played against the Senators is a little demoralizing. Thinking that you got eight more games against them, uh, even on the night we won. But um, let's move straight to our next, hopefully, victim is fucking Toronto. Toronto has been talking so much shit, as they always do. But it's our first home game against Toronto, and I'm hoping that we can really silence them. Game one, I felt like we were still trying to feel, feel, out, the, feel out the system. Carey Price let in a couple of little sneakers, you know, through. But um, I think this is our prime. We're in our prime of the season right now, and it's time to – prove it to Toronto and their <laughs> shitty fan base. I think Montreal is going to be super fucking pissed that they did not absolutely piss all over Vancouver or the Senators like the way they did on Vancouver. Mm-hmm. This team has high expectations for itself. It's got a phenomenal offense. It's got a phenomenal goalie and carry price goalies and the defense is punishing. You're telling me this team doesn't feel that game, their opening game was robbed from them. Let's not oh, forget. It was, it, was a, it, was a rob, it was a robbery, 100%. It was a, re, it was a bounce off a ref's ass away from a regulation win that got mm-hmm. turned into an overtime loss because Freddie made some phenomenal saves and OT is OT, right? Yeah. 
a couple bad bounces lost us that game. <clears throat> Saying that, with all those factors considered, I think Montreal is going to come out fucking rampaging. And I don't usually like to predict Habs wins. And I don't like jinxing my team. But God fucking damn it, saying it now. If you could win a game, it needs to be this one. <laughs> Montreal will win against the Leafs on Wednesday. Mark my words. Okay. And I love your positivity. And here I come with a little doubt. I'm nervous. And I'm sure if people hear this, they might feel the same way or might already feel the same way. You played two games against Ottawa. They literally beat the shit out of us. I thought Josh Anderson was done. He got hit. You know, it was a neck injury. He came back into the game. They just demolished us. I thought Corey Perry broke his fucking wrist off of a Shea Weber shot, I believe, and then tried to fight somebody game one. So I was like, hey, like, not the best thing if you got a fucking wrist injury is, is to drop the gloves. Um, I just think it's going to be tough coming off of two bang-up games against Ottawa and then immediately go to a three-day off period and then come back home. I think that's tough. I think that's tough as fuck to sit at home for three days after you got your ass beat. And granted, that's great recovery time, but we saw before, you know, game one against Vancouver, we had that, like, four-day break, and that fucking killed us. That killed us. So... That's my only scare. Other game I think we lost though. Yeah, and, that's that's the other game we lost in overtime. And, had a few bad and truthfully, I don't see us. I think Montreal's, this is going to be a high penalty. I think Montreal's going to win. I want Montreal to win. Oh, man. we're gonna let's just let's just acknowledge that we're going to be in the penalty box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is going to be a fucking penalty. Like, and Wayne Simmons been fighting some He's fucking out. average players. He's out. He's out. Fuck, dude. Ain't nobody. There's, there's nobody that's fucking. No one. Who's gonna stand up to us? Like, Paul Wayne Simmons. I'm telling you, Montreal. Him. Montreal's not gonna let them lose this game. And if they do, the good luck to whoever they play next. Yeah, which would be the next day. And good luck. Edmonton. And good luck to me on Twitter, <laughs> because I will get fucking annihilated. Well, we gotta that. That is gonna start our back to back for this week. We got three games this week. Uh, all on the all on the back end of the week, and then we go basically into fucking All Star Week. We got six six. I think it's six days off, and then we play Toronto at home again. So this is tough, but this week is a great week for us. We got to play Toronto, Edmonton, and then Toronto in Toronto. So this is this is great for our leaders, like you know, like on the board for goals. Um, to Foley and Anderson because the, the two people other than Brock Besser that's in their way right now, we got to play. But uh, I'm expecting Wednesday the 10th, Toronto to get fucking skull dragged. But I am nervous because of what Ottawa does. Ottawa, like, fucking hit you with, like, bricks. They play the dirtiest clean hockey I've ever seen. <laughs> they play the dirtiest clean hockey, straight up. But yeah, I think this is going to be it, folks. This is uh, it's not the longest episode. It's the longest for me after watching such a boring fucking Super Bowl, um, and then Turkey destroying my set again. But uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope I hope the Wayne Gretzky talk wasn't too much. I hope everyone's still a fan of Wayne Gretzky to a point, even if he destroyed your team in the past. 
Um, but I mean, you, you how can you hate a god uh, amongst men? But folks, this has been Habs a Nightly, titan. a titan. We'll go into history another day, but uh, hopefully this was enough Habs and Wayne Gretzky talk to get y'all through y'all week until our Thursday episode. But uh, please, folks, follow us on Twitter at Habs Nightly and Bayou Vendors. Habs Nightly, I'm, I'm super excited to say that we passed the 500 followers mark. This has been a, an achievement for us since, uh, since Mason probably came on and since I came on to this podcast with him. Folks, you have an amazing rest of your week, and we can't wait to talk to y'all Thursday. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.